Today's episode of the Jamie Grace Podcast is where you guys ask me a bunch of questions about a particular thing. And today we're going to be talking about anxiety and stress and everyday frustration. We're going to talk about how I deal with some of these things and also some very specific questions that you guys had from my Instagram DMs and also from my website. I do have an anxiety diagnosis, but I also just deal with everyday stress and frustration just like an everyday human. Um, I just said the word everyday like 90 times. But anyways, we're going to dig into all of that stuff. So thank you guys in advance for listening. I'm super excited to be able to answer some of your questions and to talk a little bit more about this with you. Good morning, good night, and good welcome to the Jamie Grace Podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie Grace, if you didn't know, and this is a show all about bridging the gap between pop culture and mental health, where we have conversations about how the things we love have an impact on who we are. And occasionally, I do episodes like this called Ask JG, where you can ask me literally anything. Today's episode is all about anxiety and stress. And my questions are from DMs on Instagram that you guys have sent when you just have a quick question that you want to send through my story or if you want to like deep dive and share your life story and be a little bit more like, you know, long winded. I actually love when you guys send me long questions. Then you can go to jamiegrace.com slash ask The next Ask Jamie Grace episode that we're going to be doing is all about dating and singlehood and being on team single. So make sure if you've got dating questions to go ahead and go over to my website. Um, We're already, we've already chosen, I think, four, and I think we're only doing five questions on that episode, or I can't remember exactly how many, but um, those are, those tend to be the most popular ones. (laughs) So yeah, it's a little busy in that department so far. But anyways, guys, um, I'm excited to talk about today's stuff. Before we do, let's see what is up in my life um my nephew he is getting really into trains I know nothing about trains so that's been a learning curve for me personally (laughs) Isabella our daughter she is still into all her stuff let it go and frozen and Lion King which I have personal trauma related to but whatever um oh the other day I made this turkey burger that was wild I'm, I'm curious if you guys do this too when I'm sitting down to record my podcast or if someone says Jamie like how are you doing which those two scenarios bring about the same feelings and emotions for me I just forget completely (laughs) everything in my life and I have to go through my phone and I have to go through all the photos and see what I took pictures of last and so like the last few photos on my phone was like Isabella singing my nephew with his trains like that's how I know what's going on in my life (laughs) it's just by looking at um what's what's it called my camera roll that's always how I find out but yeah anyways besides that on a more like Jamie Grace note in the music world all those kinds of things I just released on um my YouTube channel I just did my let's get together cover which I think you guys will like so make sure if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel make sure that you go ahead and subscribe because I do think that you guys will like it I really am just honored to be able to encourage you guys and make you smile make you laugh just bring a little bit of joy in your life in any way that I can um because I just see the value of joy so much And I'm so grateful that I get to share it. So we're going to jump into some questions. But if after this episode, you're like, oh my goodness, like, I just want to go and dance and have a party, then (laughs) make sure you head on over to my YouTube channel. um, And we will definitely have a party together. 
So the first question is from E and she sent me this question via Instagram DM. She said that she does deal with depression and she also is curious about me and my story of anxiety and like how do I stay positive and how do I deal with it, you know? Um, And that's a very good question because I think a lot of people are just talking about like how do you manage the symptoms or things like that, which that's not a bad thing to talk about at all. But a lot of times too, we have to accept like, hey, life is hard. You know what I mean? And we won't always be able to always change the exact trajectory of how things are going. But like, how can we choose to have a positive outlook on it? Um, And so one thing that I do, I start as like inward as possible. And I start as close to me as possible, right? It's really easy for me to like start with everybody else. Like, okay, I'm stressed out or my anxiety or, you know, I think I'm going through some like depression right now or whatever. It's really easy just as self humans that are selfish in nature for us to think like, okay, I need the people around me to be doing this or I need my school to be doing this. I need my job to be doing this. I'm not saying that those things are wrong, but I try to start as personally as possible with just like, okay. I want to be wearing clothes that make me comfortable because if I'm wearing clothes that make me uncomfortable, then I'm just agitated and I'm not even really processing why I'm agitated. Um, Even down to things like what what are some ways that are like good self-care things that I can do that just put me in a good mood. Um, I think a lot of times we underestimate just the the everyday feeling of being in a good mood, right? And so um, I was telling my husband today, you know, it's, it's, I'm recording this on a Saturday, and I was telling him today, I was like, look, I like, I love, well, I was telling him when he and Isabella came home from like spending the morning out, they went to the park and they went to Chick-fil-A and all this stuff. And they came back and I told him, I was like, dude, I love having the house to myself, like at least for a few hours every single week. Like I can sometimes all feel so anxious and stressed out about the world. And then I just get to be in the house by myself and I get to do my little routine of like my little boring breakfast that I eat when it's just me at the house I get to play my podcast as loud as I want I get to just like live my life (laughs) that sounds like when they're here I'm not living my life and that's not at all what I'm saying but what I am saying is that self-care is so important and and some people might feel that way like you know when they get to wash their hair and detangle it absolutely perfectly you know some people might feel that way when they get to blast their music at the loudest capacity that it can be blasted Whatever it is, that's one way that I do stay positive is by being intentional about like being like, okay, what can I do to like feel good? And what can I do to be intentional about how I feel so that it then again, then it has like a domino effect on how I treat people and how I act and how um, I'm navigating through the world and how I'm seeing the world. Um, So then, yeah, so that's the first thing is me. And then, um, you know, and then, you know, I'm. I, I'm sure some people also, I feel like this always goes without saying because I just don't really talk about my spiritual life a ton, like on the internet, like on podcasts and stuff, just because it's so personal to me. Um, but yeah, like I'm a follower of Jesus. And so that's also how I feel about like Bible studies and like worship music and stuff. Like I just try to be super intentional about 
the things that I'm doing when it comes to like me and myself and I and the things that make me feel good. And then our home is the next one. Um, I really like candles. I make sure that like if there's a certain scent that just gets on my nerves that we don't even like buy that kind of <laughs> air freshener <laughs> or whatever. Like I know these details seem so small, but they're they're not. They're they play a huge role. Um, even down to like <laughs> I can't even like oh I, I told my husband earlier, um, or something like earlier this week because he was like, babe, like the baby's back. Oh, my microphone went away. He was like, the baby's bathroom is always so clean. Like how, like what in the world? Like how does it happen? Because like, that's the place where we are always the most. Like, how is that so clean all the time? I was like, dude, I have to keep her bathroom clean because it keeps me sane. Like we'll have, she'll have toys and stuff all over my studio, her room, the playroom, everywhere. But nine times out of 10, her bathroom will be spotless. And I clean that thing like three times a day. And I do it because it's a small task and it makes me feel very accomplished and it makes me feel very happy that I accomplished it. It takes five minutes to clean it up. All I have to do is just <laughs> get her occupied or distracted by her iPad long enough to run in there and clean something up. And it's just something in our home that makes me feel accomplished and that makes me feel happy. And so I tr take those steps as far as taking care of myself, taking care of our home to remain positive and that way when I go out into the world <laughs> and it's crazy I'm able to be like you know what I cannot change the world <laughs> and that is a hard thing to accept and admit because I would love to be able to just like change the world and fix everything and make everything better and that's not my job <laughs> I, I'm not capable of that but I can find things that make me feel good and things that make me happy and things that help me to be positive in my own life and when that's all that you can do then great <laughs> do that thing all right so the next question is a pretty popular one that I get because I know that a lot of people are trying to figure out like what is that first step right like what am I supposed to do now that I'm realizing I might have anxiety stuff going on or depression or you know maybe I am surviving a global pandemic and it's harder than I thought um so what is the first step as far as asking for help now if you want like a full-on 20-minute version of this answer I did it on patreon if you don't know patreon is where i do ask jg way more often than here on the podcast and people can send me private messages there and i can answer them in like full length episodes um but and you can find all of that in the show notes patreon.com slash jamie grace but um but yeah so as far as getting help i mean the first thing that that you gotta admit and i think that that's already where you are if that's if this is the question you're asking is that you can't do it alone um we can do all of the internal work we can read all of the books we can watch all of the you know videos listen to all the podcasts but at some point that face-to-face -face support is absolutely necessary I've been in therapy um, on and off for about 10 years. The first time I went to therapy, I was 19. I'm 29 now. Or I may have been 18. I'm not sure. I was in college. But um, I went to like maybe two sessions. And then I didn't go back until I was like 23 or 24. Um, and then that was the first like long-term therapy situation that I was in. And that was um, a little over a year. And she was, <laughs> her name is Jessica. And I literally thanked her in my book because <laughs> she was so helpful, um, just helping me understand so many things. Um, just like a quick rundown of what therapy is. Like, 
therapy is a, a safe space for you to like either talk about all the stuff that's getting on your nerves or stressing you out or you can go like you can go to therapy for different reasons you can go to therapy to get actionable steps as far as like how to grow and heal from a situation you can go to therapy just to basically like you know all the books on and, and stuff on like self-help you can go to therapy just to like pay somebody to tell you all the stuff <laughs> instead of you having to read a book it's like a in-person audiobook of all the ways that you can grow and learn um it can be challenging to find the right therapist for you I like to recommend that people like sign up for like two to three different sessions with different therapists and just kind of deal here my chair squeaking and just kind of like interview them and like, you know, like don't go in there being like, oh, here are my deepest, darkest secrets. Like, no, we'll go in there being like, so what do you have to offer? What kind of person are you? You know, and then wait till you find someone that you like. And again, or not again, but I do want to say too, I know that therapy can kind of be expensive and that's frustrating. Um, But I think, and I'll leave a, a link to this in the show notes, I think a really a good thing to also look up is like support groups. Support groups are so good. Oftentimes they are led by therapists or you can find one at your local church um, where you can find people that are going through some of the same things that you are and you guys can get together and you can talk and you can be encouraged and you can be supported. And if it's led by a therapist, then you're also getting some of that knowledge and encouragement as well. Um, and then the last thing that I'll say, if you're like, look, Jamie, I'm just not in a place to do that. Like that just doesn't make sense for me right now. Then I would say just start a support group. Like you can start a book club, right? Like, are you finding a book club, a book that's really helping you, you know, talk through things about like mental health. You can check out mine, finding quiet, <laughs> like find some people that want to talk about this book together or any, like any of those books that you're finding to be encouraging. John Mark Comer is an, as an author who I think is amazing at talking about stuff like this, get some people together text or send an Instagram DM, whatever it might be, be like, look, this isn't a fancy thing. I'm not making everybody dinner. <laughs> you know, we're going to sit outside, social distance, whatever you feel comfortable with, get some people together, some face-to-face -face interaction and read through a book together that is helpful or that is encouraging. Um, because we cannot, like, I promise you, please hear me out. We cannot do this alone. We cannot do this alone. And it has been so challenging, especially, you know, for I me, mean, well, it's been challenging for all of us this la these last two years of just like feeling so alone and feeling so isolated. And so whatever level of comfortability and whatever level you're able to be safe, um, I really want to encourage you guys to pursue some face-to-face, in-person community with people because I am a living, breathing, walking testimony that it is one of the first steps to just having kind, gracious, loving support. And you cannot, you can't do this without support. So I was talking to a friend this week and I'm going to keep her name private, but um, I was talking to a friend this week and we both deal with being neurodivergent and we love it some days and are sending each other funny videos. And then other days it is really hard and 
uh, it's just really hard. And so um, just in the mix of conversations surrounding things like ADHD and autism, we were talking about how it is sometimes hard to do when you just don't want to do. And so that is kind of the question that I formed out of our conversation. How do you do when you either don't want to do or you can't do or it's too hard to do? And what I mean by that is you know that you need to send an email. You know that you need to call someone back. You know that you need to get through the week by completing tasks but for whatever reason it's simply very challenging it might be anxiety might be depression you know it could be a multitude of things and so I gave her you know I I told her about this this thing that I do that is not always perfect (laughs) it's actually nothing in my life is perfect um except Jesus but uh I told her about this thing that I do that doesn't always work but (laughs) I still do it because it's the most helpful thing and I mean it's actually been really helpful so I have two calendars I have a hard copy calendar that I change every single month at like the end of the month I go in like Canva or any kind of fun editing software like that and I make a really fun bright colorful crazy detailed calendar I put anywhere from 10 to 12 things my to-do list for every single day, right? So I'll put like, okay, at this time I'm going to make dinner. And then at this time I'm going to make lunch for tomorrow. And then at this time I'm going to record songs. Then this time I'm going to work on my podcast, like all this stuff. I try to keep it pretty detailed and I honestly have so much fun doing it because it's basically what the week would look like if everything went along like as close to perfect as humanly possible. And then I like to put that up either in my office or my bathroom mirror or something like that. I love printing things. It's like one of my favorite like things ever. So I print that out, put it up in the house a couple of places. And then at the beginning of every week, and I get like a notebook and I write down the things from that calendar that I'm actually going to accomplish that week. And I usually have to like look at that every day and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do this, do this. And usually there's like two to three maybe four to five things that make it to the list on paper the reason why I personally do that is because I like to have this vision made plain up on the wall but I also like to then make a another version of the same vision that I can see that's a little bit closer to me it makes me feel a lot better for a many different re- for many different reasons one of them is because it shows me that I'm still successful in my life and in my marriage and my motherhood and all these things like that I'm still doing a good job even if I don't do things exactly what I envisioned perfect should look like or in- exactly what I envisioned good should look like it lets me know that I'm still accomplishing things even if I'm not accomplishing all the things but it also helps me to not feel like to not feel like I'm doing too much by setting high expectations for myself or really big goals and dreams for myself. It allows me to be able to put these dreams down without being like, no girl, you need to rest. You're doing too much. It's like, no, that would actually be really fun if I was able to accomplish that. And I would be really proud of myself. But you know, what would also be fun um, is if I accomplish this smaller, shorter list as well. So it's teaching me that It's not that you have to have the long detailed list and it's not that you have to have the short bullet point list, but it's teaching me that I can have both and whichever one gets done, (laughs) gets done. (laughs) There's one that might be easier and there's one that might be more challenging, but they are both a set of goals that I'm setting for myself, that I have fun setting for myself 
and <laughs> something's gonna get done either way. So cool. <laughs> so that's one of the things that I do when it's hard for me to do. <laughs> And then, and then I also have 18,000 timers on my phone and my whole family is just like, Jamie, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> At this point, our two-year-old knows how to snooze timers on my phone, but you know, is what it is. Speaking of my two-year-old, I got this question from a mom on my website. Um, she's 25 years old and she said, what advice would you give to a fellow young mom about mental health as a work at home mom? So the first thing that I'm going to say is, um, it's so important. It's so, so, so important, especially after you have a child, whether biologically or if you are adopting or if you are a foster parent, it is very important that you seek conversations, very important conversations with your doctor. You know, a lot of times when we're talking about anxiety and mental health, we're, we're talking about stress. We're talking about being overwhelmed, right? Um, but there are actual like scientific things to back up. Like when you biologically and physically carry a child, so much in your life changes. And there are also many studies to also show that when a new person is brought into your home, that there are many dynamics that also change. And so, um, I just think it's really important that you have intentional conversations with your doctor um, about the possibility of things like postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. This can happen with mom, but it can also happen with dad, which is why I bring up the conversation of if you're an adoptive parent or a foster parent as well, because a lot of times we can be like, oh, well, this is only related to moms because moms are the ones that carry the baby. But there's many studies to show that this affects dads as well. And so that just lets us know that this is not exclusively about biology. This is about adjustments and change and dynamics shifting in the home. And so anytime there is a change in the home, that major, like a person coming or going, I think that people need to have serious conversations with their with their regular like care providers and maybe ask if you, you know, you think a referral is necessary um, just to have a conversation with a counselor or something like that. So that's the first thing that I would say. The second thing that I would say was uh, going back to the calendar thing that I said as well, you know, map out a dream calendar for you and baby that involves all of your Zoom calls, but also all of tummy time for the little one or you teaching them the alphabet or them watching a YouTube video that teaches them the alphabet, you know, whatever it might be, map all that stuff out perfectly and beautifully and amazingly, you know, and put it up on the wall and then get a notepad and write down three things you're going to get done, <laughs> you know, um, so that's one thing. I also say, look at your finances um, and do some hardcore budgeting and see where you can cut back so that you can splurge in areas where you need to. Um, I think that like there are so many amazing people that will come and babysit for your little one while you're still in the house um, or that will come and literally just once a week load your dishwasher or um, that you can order pizza, you know, order delivery or, you know, pick up some dinner on the way home. Like whatever it like your spouse can do that if, you know, if there's a spouse present, like whatever it is, I just think a lot of times like we as moms or just we as humans, but especially women and then especially moms and then stay at home moms and then work at home moms. Dude, we do this thing where we're like, oh my gosh, I got to do everything. I got to make it all happen. Like last night, 
we had some buffalo chicken tacos and Aaron was just like these were so good and Bella had like a you know like a deconstructed taco with no hot sauce and she was just like so invested in the chicken Aaron was like oh this chicken is so good and he was like like how like how'd you make this, this is so good and I was like bro I'm gonna be honest with you like that's some pre-made chicken <laughs> I was so embarrassed and he didn't flinch he was like oh cool it's good and I was like man like because I'm, I'm over here like, oh, I got to If I didn't thaw the chicken out and measure it and, you know, beat it up to flatten the chicken out, like, <laughs> don't nobody care. <laughs> and, if, and if somebody's out there and their husband is like, no, you better you better go get the chicken from the yard and make it fresh. You tell him you tell him that that, 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 that the Jamie Grace podcast said you about to be buying some pre-made chicken and pop it in the oven. and It's going to be all right. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of times we're the ones putting that pressure on ourselves. <laughs> my husband is not putting that pressure on me at all. Um, my kid doesn't care at all. You know, I can do frozen pizza for dinner four nights a week. And by all like context of um, like, like technicality, she will be okay. And I know that there are people that would want to blow up my DMs on Instagram and be like, oh, that's not healthy because of XYZ, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I get that. My goal is not to give my kid frozen pizza four nights a week, but you want to know what's also not my goal um, to be crying my eyes out, like laying on the floor in the kitchen because I feel like I'm not a good enough mom because I didn't get dinner made in time enough and it wasn't all organic and I forgot to send three emails and I'm behind on scheduling and everybody's mad at me and nobody likes me. You know what I mean? Like, so just chill, bruh. So that's one thing that I would really emphasize is just like, look at that budget and be like, okay, where, where can I cut back? Right? Like, let's talk to the hubs. Let's talk to, you know, the other kids in the house. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I don't know. Do we talk to, why would we talk to kids in the house about budget? Oh, I guess like, you know, if they got to cut karate out, so you can hire a maid for a couple of days a week. That to me, that sounds worth it. Now, if karate is where you get your self care time, then maybe it's not. Maybe it's not worth it. But I'm just saying, I I am very pro moms realizing, acknowledging, recognizing, and making moves toward embracing that we don't have to do it all ourselves. And the more we stop trying to do that. <laughs> The happier we'll be. Is that like a... I thought that was a Barney song, but I couldn't exactly remember the melody. <laughs> yeah, it's the more we get together, together. <laughs> I literally took a break just to figure out what that was. Um, okay, so last question. It's not specifically about anxiety, but it actually relates to anxiety, I think, for a lot of people, but especially uh, my answer in particular. So I got a DM on Instagram from someone that is newly diagnosed with Tourette syndrome and Tourette syndrome is a, you know, it's a tic disorder that causes movements and sounds that are uncontrollable called tics. I was diagnosed with it when I was 11 years old and now I'm 29, as I mentioned earlier, and, um, it's frustrating and it's really hard to deal with and really stressful. Um, and so the person was asking me, they were saying, I'm newly diagnosed and I'm trying to figure out how do I manage my tics? So, or how do you deal with tics or cope with them? And the one thing that I will say is that managing my anxiety has proven to be a lot more useful than managing the tics themselves. I spent a long time learning how to manage my tics, learning how to suppress my tics, learning how to hold them back, learning how to blend them in with my personality and the way that I move my arms and the way that I walk and talk and like literally everything about 
like who I am in some kind of way goes back to me learning how to hide my tics and trying to look normal. Um, and that just turned out to be a sad story I get to tell people now. Um, it caused and still does sometimes cause me a lot of physical pain and just a lot of emotional stress of just like, oh, I got to try to mask and be like everybody else. And that's not cool. Um, with that being said, I have since learned and by since learned, I mean, it's been like a 10 plus year journey that just managing or like actually closer to 20 years, managing my stress, managing anxiety is so helpful. Um, there are also other a few other things too that can help some people. You know, some people choose to make drastic changes with diet. Uh, for a long time in my life, I didn't drink caffeine. Um, I've tried gluten free before. There are a lot of different ch uh, changes that I've personally made um, in order in an effort to just try to see what will be best for me. And there are of course many people that are way more qualified to talk about that kind of stuff. Um, I've done vitamins and supplements and all that kind of stuff, but the main culprit for me was just learning to be super comfortable and confident in my weirdness and my quirkiness and allowing my tics to exist while also very much managing my anxiety. I am very pro therapy. I think sometimes the reason why we are so stressed as humans in general is because we're bottling so much inside and we don't realize it until we have the opportunity to get it all out. And so um, I would just say to try to pursue a relationship with a therapist, um, even, you know, a counselor or someone at your church that is a counselor or a mentor or something like that, a school guidance counselor um, that you can sit down with and talk to and just get it all out. You know what I mean? Like just share all the things that you need to share um, that are burning you and frustrating you and angering you. Um, I also took up boxing for a while, um, working out and fitness. You know, a lot of people say, well, there's like science and stuff to back it up that like working out is really helpful physically. But a lot of times that was really hard for me just because of the severity of my tics and then the levels of anxiety or depression that I was going through at a time. But just finding something that was fun that wasn't necessarily to work out like I never really liked gym culture of just like oh look at all these people that are just dressing so that their all their little bodies are everybody shining on some muscles I don't really like gym culture like that so I would just like find stuff that I really liked like a boxing gym um or I have like a Nintendo Switch that has like all these activities on it like just dance and stuff like that just to keep my body active and to keep my stress levels down um finding natural supplements to help me with sleep or I mean there are not so natural supplements as well that if those are helpful for you you should totally talk to your doctor and tell them that you're wanting to work on your sleep because you're stressed out we're in a pandemic like we're stressed out it's like like don't be mad like it's okay to say like bruh oh my, i just hit my microphone away it's okay to be like hey hey i think i'm stressed it's a pandemic i know i keep saying that but like i was actually talk i was talking to my therapist about that the other day i was talking to her about something that was making me really mad just like in the world and i was just like i'm so mad and i <laughs> just and I can't like I can't fix it and I'm so mad <laughs> and I was just complaining she's so gracious y'all I just sometimes I'll just complain to her about stuff and yeah she just like lets me complain 
but of course she will you know hit me with some wisdom which is also much needed but she just let me get it all out and then I ended by just looking at her and I was like hey I think we're still in a pandemic this is a stressful time and it's okay to say that you're in a stressful time so you know before we take matters into our own hands in an irresponsible way and just like grabbing an over-the-counter sleeping thing or you know some people will try to numb those feelings with alcohol or other types of drugs or something like that guys let's just normalize calling up our primary care doctor and saying hi dealing with a lot of stress and I've been working on some healthier eating habits and I've been doing some exercising and I think I need some help um, going to sleep at night Uh, I've heard about this vitamin would you recommend it or I've heard about this over-the-counter thing would you recommend that and then you know kind of seeing where it goes from there guys let's go to sleep Let's go to sleep, guys. (laughs) Why aren't we? Why? I get that it's fun and also funny to stay up till 4 a.m. looking at good TikToks. But like, what if like just pretend like what if we just tried to go to sleep at like a decent time and an adequate time and we pursued 8 to 10 to 12 to 14 hours of rest? (gasps) Are you guys taking naps? Are you guys taking naps? Are you stretching? You can find a five-minute stretching YouTube video. Just stretch in the morning. Are you stretching? Are you are you, are you drinking water? I have this massive water bottle. Are you eating celery, carrots? Get yourself some little crunchy crunch, some little healthy snacks, some almonds. Aren't those good for your eyesight? When's the last time you had your eyes checked? Have you been to the eye doctor? You can go on Groupon and get something very affordable. Are you brushing your teeth and every morning, every morning and every night time? What about mouthwash? Mouthwash makes you feel better. It's so fascinating because the things that sometimes just seem like simple teaching a toddler or a kid how to do, I promise you they are, they are good, beautiful things. And when we can take care of ourselves on a day-to-day basis we can eliminate a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety from our lives ladies ladies who wear brassieres have you been measured for one because you know if you're just picking sizes off of amazon baby you're gonna hurt your back maybe that's why you're so mad all the time because your back's hurting because you're wearing the wrong size brassiere we gotta take care of ourselves I'm trying to be the big sister that you did not ask for and tell you what to do, baby. You might be stressed out because of your brassiere. Maybe you're stressed out because you haven't gotten new socks in a long time. Are you still wearing last year's socks? Go get some new socks. Go to TJ Maxx and get some fluffy socks. Get some spray paint. Paint your room. Do something that makes you happy. That eliminates stress. That helps you feel relaxed and calm and brand new. Let's minimize anxiety and stress to the best of our capabilities. Because I promise you, you're worth it.
Hey y'all, I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you some info about one of my favorite sponsors of the Jamie Grace podcast. Y'all, when quarantine first started, I was not very interested in this whole online counseling thing because it made me really anxious. And as someone that has anxiety, I had to figure something out because a lot of things make me anxious. Eventually, I gave it a try and I have to say that it's been very beneficial for me. So I want you guys, if you need to, to check out Faithful Counseling. Whether you have an anxiety diagnosis or you are dealing with the everyday frustrations of life, I can promise you that you will find it beneficial to talk to a counselor through Faithful Counseling. You can go to faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace to learn more about the very affordable counseling that they have and the four different ways you can communicate with a clinical therapist. And if you'd like, they can incorporate some faith-based things as well into your counseling. Visit faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. So before I let you go, we are going to take a quiz. And by we, I mean me. I'm going to take a quiz. And you guys can totally follow along if you want to go to jamiegrace.com slash quiz. You can find all the links to all the crazy random quizzes that I just, well, I am kind of obsessed with. Um, But you can also just listen along and let me know what your answers are via Instagram or Twitter. You can find me at jamiegraceh. Okay, so this one is design a home from scratch and we'll guess your eye color. Um, I am about 9,000% sure that this is not going to be accurate, but we are, of course, going to try and then we're going to be like, oh my God, so (laughs) here we go. First, you have to pick an exterior. Y'all, I'm already stressed out because they have this cute little red house on top of the hill that looks like it's in like Greenland or Iceland somewhere. Um, and then there's this other house that's kind of like log cabin-y. Then there's this like white country house that reminds me of like where I grew up in Georgia. But then there's this super modern house, which is like my dream home for when we have 14,000 children. And I think, well, okay, so I'm going to pick that one. But it's hard because we'll see like houses that we love here in Arizona and we'll love these modern ones. But then occasionally Aaron and I will see these like super country ones that we love too. And we're just like, oh, decisions. But I picked the modern one. Okay, choose a bedroom. Guys, I feel like I feel like I needed to be better at design if I was going to be planning on having to explain all these pictures to you guys. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to have like captions for all of these, um, but they don't. So here we go again. Um, we've got a bed on the floor with windows out to a desert. Um, that was my best... <laughs> explanation of this oh, I don't know what this is um then there's another one with what is that oh it's like an all-white room and there's a picture of a bird above the bed why would I want a an animal picture in my house if it's not a horse I don't want an animal picture in my house um then there's another one where it looks like basically an upgraded bachelor pad because it looks like a college student guy just like went to Target and just said, okay, I'm just going to grab these and just put them on the bed. And it's like just a lamp on the nightstand. Buddy, where, why is there just a lamp? You need snacks. You need many things on a nightstand. You need snacks. (laughs) I think I'm like, I didn't need dinner. Y'all, I'm hungry. And then the fourth one This doesn't really add up because these first three pictures are all pictures of beds. And then this one's a picture of a dresser. I'm 
supposed to not have a bed. I think it's like the end of the bed in the corner. Mm -mm. I'm picking that first one where the bed was like kind of on the floor and it was like a desert. We live in Arizona, so why not? Okay, choose a kitchen. This is actually easy for me because there's one where it's like they're showing the cabinets and there's like a tan color and all the handles are kind of gold. So like, okay, cool. It's nice. It's a kind of a close-up of the countertops and the uh, a little bit of the cabinet, cabinetry. Cabin tree, cabin tree, cabin tree. Is there, how do you spell cabin tree? I'm trying to, cabin tree. It's C-A-B-I-N-E-T-R-Y. So cabin tree, not cabin tree. <laughs> oh man, I bet Joanna is so proud of me. Um, Then we've got this like mostly all white kitchen, but some light brown here and there and then some black and you can also see the cabinets and stuff like that. Did I also mention the one? I don't even think I said this one. It's kind of like a blue, gray, like a stone color cabinet with like bronze handles maybe. Guys, am I a designer? Am I an interior designer? <laughs> Call me Mr. Hugh Garrison Thomas Vermont. That was uh, HGTV. Um, and then there's this last one. Again, it's like this random zoom in. You can't even see the cabinets. All the first three. You can see the cabin and tr the cabin tree, and then this last one—it's just like a zoom in of a cutting board and a a dishcloth with a sloth on it. I'm picking the mostly white one with a little bit of the black and brown accent. Um, I love that so much. I love the aesthetic of like all black or all white, or if you mix them together a little bit, I just love it so much um, because that's the way that we should all be—just all people spending time together. Oh, I wanted to take that way further, and I'm just going to stop because it's late. Okay, choose a living room. Well, there's only one with a guitar, so I don't really feel like I have a lot of choices. And there's only one with a record player, but this one's got... No, I'm just picking the one with a guitar. We don't have all night. Choose a bathroom. Oh, Y'all, okay, I'm going to pick the one with black sinks because I'm black. This other one's got one of them bathtubs in the slap dead middle of the floor. I'm not into that. I need my bathtub to be up against the wall because somebody might be trying to come in and murder me. I watched too much Lifetime. You know, bathtub in the middle of the floor. What's wrong with y'all? Choose a backyard. Oh, I like this. Okay, so there is one that's just like straight up open fields. And no, because I don't have that kind of money to be paying people to cut that much grass. And I'm not going to be cutting it. And my husband's allergic to it. So no, um, that's too expensive. I'm not getting cows. Then there's one with a pool. I am firmly against having a home with a pool. I love having friends with pools. Um, I've owned a home with a pool in the backyard before. And again, I don't like paying people to do stuff. <laughs> I hate spending money. You have me cleaning that thing? It's nasty. Uh-uh. Then there's one that reminds me of... This is about to sound like I'm name dropping. Oh my gosh. Well... I am, but like since I did that before, I think it makes it okay, right? Um, anyways, I really like Amy Grant, and I've enjoyed the time that I've gotten to spend at her house. Um, and this reminds me of her backyard. It's like this huge kind of farm thing. But then the last one is like a very suburban type family, and it's like a black mom and a black daughter, and they're outside playing. Is it bad if I don't pick that? One? You know what I mean? Like that's my that's me. <laughs> Who do I choose, me and Bella or Amy Grant? You know what I mean? I'm, gonna, I'm about to be here all night stressing out about this. I'm, okay, I'm going to pick the one that looks like Amy Grant. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. 
<laughs> okay, choose a garage. There's one that's just got like a, it looks like it's from one of the flashbacks of This Is Us. There's one with a bougie car. I don't have time for that. There's another one that looks like somebody's about to die. Y'all gotta go take this quiz online. Under Choose a Garage, the one at the bottom right, it looks like a murder scene. And then there's one with a bunch of tools like they ain't cleaned up in months. I'm picking that one. <laughs> it's the most relatable. Okay, last thing is pick an extra feature. A movie theater. Oh, now y'all want to put words under the pictures. Movie theater, treehouse, home office, or pool. What do y'all think? Home office. I have bills to pay. Obviously. Okay, it says that I have gray eyes. No, I don't. You're a loyal friend and you've got beautiful gray eyes. And they spell gray... <laughs> They spell gray differently in both. Like one of them says gray eyes with an A and the other one says gray eyes with an E. I'm done. <laughs> I can't with y'all. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to the Jamie Grace podcast. I really appreciate it. And I really hope you enjoyed listening. If you did, please tag me in your Instagram story at jamiegraceh. And I would just love to thank you for listening to the show. Um, but yeah, have a great night and goodbye. Okay,